Hi, I'm Marlon Walker and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland and today I have got another overview for you guys. This time it's uh, sort of a, a partial overview we might say. Um, it is an overview of the material for playing the Torchbearer RPG by Burning Wheel um, for in a different setting. Um, and basically what the the fantastic people who make torchbearer content have created this which is the uh the material for playing in a um aliens style game a, a colonial marines game with the Torchbearer rules. So for those of you who don't know, Torchbearer is a tabletop RPG that um, harkens back to the sort of early days of tabletop role-playing, early D&D and all that sort of stuff. So for instance, um, in base game Torchbearer, elves and dwarves and halflings all have one class each so it's essentially races class for them versus the um humans get to pick a class so there's stuff like that um and it's very much centered around this idea of um well at the core of Torchbearer is this concept called the grind. And what the grind is, is it basically represents the way in which adventuring wears down a character over the course of the adventure. So the grind is essentially a series of conditions that gradually, the idea is every four turns, um, every four rounds of action, um, that represents one kind of full turn of grind. And at the end of the turn of grind, then everybody gains another condition no matter what. Um, the situation gets worse. It gets rougher. People, characters get worn down, all that sort of stuff. There are other ways to gain conditions, but um, basically the idea is, is that there, then there's other stuff that's attached to grind. So in Torchbearer, the base game, there's stuff like light. Light is a really big deal in Torchbearer because your your torches and your lanterns and stuff like that, they have a limited amount of time that they will actually work for. So you have to manage your light, manage all of the different stuff that's going on, um, manage your resources well and all that sort of stuff. This takes that sort of core concept and changes it a little bit um, by creating a, a slightly different setting. Um, well, not slightly different, a, a very different setting. Uses a very different setting for the game um, and creates some new sort of adaptations of the original rules to uh, play in that type of, of setting. So this is the, the USMC field uscmc field operations manual then there are the um civilian rules the extrasolar colonization administration handbook the um special contractors rules and the um 
synthetics rules. And so all of these give you more stuff you can play. The um, Colonial Marines are the sort of base of the game. But so basically there's a, a Colonial Marine class, a civilian class, two uh civilian two special contractors class a mercenary and an empath and then a synthetic class um and each of them have each of them each of those classes has kind of different options and stuff within it so for instance as a marine you'll have a an mos a military occupational specialty and that'll determine sort of your particular uh field your 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 loadout and stuff like that within the um the 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 marine class anyway so what do you get um well first off all of this is free these four different pdfs are all free on the torchbearer website i will put a link in the description to the downloads so that you can download them um, they none of them have any uh, art, um, but they do have they're nicely laid out and all that sort of stuff. So um, definitely usable, perfectly usable, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, what you get so part of this understands this definitely requires a knowledge of and the rules of the base game Torchbearer. Um, this is essentially an expansion on those rules and an adaptation of those rules for something a little bit different. But you do need the Torchbearer rules. Luckily, you can get, unlike Burning Wheel Gold and the Codex, you can get Torchbearer in PDF. And in fact, there's a second edition of Torchbearer that just recently got kickstarted um, that uh, hopefully will be coming out relatively soon. I don't know exactly when. Um, but apparently it's supposed to be fairly compatible, um, with the first edition. So hopefully anybody who has lots of first edition content for Torchbearer will be able to use second edition, um, content with Torchbearer 2. Anyway, what you get is essentially every, uh, there's a, a sort of process to creating your character depending on what you want to play but assuming you're going to play a colonial marine what you get is a nature which is carousing escaping and griping and the idea is in torchbearer you can use your nature to do things related to your nature so if uh if you're trying to escape out of harm's way that's that's within a pretty much all of the humans natures i think um, you also get raw abilities, will, and health. Um, then there's natural order. Natural order is kind of a clever system that defines um, who can interact with what effectively. So the idea is that like a, a regular marine cannot take on an alien queen and effect, expect, expect to kill it. Um, but a uh, super veteran marine, like a 10th level marine, might be able to do that. And a, you know, whole squad of Marines working, or not even a squad, but like a, like a platoon of Marines might be able to do that. Because um, natural order kind of has, it, it works in interesting ways. Um, 
Anyway, and then you get some skills. Skills in Torchbearer are pretty straightforward. They determine the number of dice that you roll in a pool, and then fours, fives, and sixes are successes. And so you just count successes versus an obstacle, um, and if you get enough successes, you succeed. Um, if you don't get enough successes, you fail. And then there's some other kind of stuff that goes into making your die roll and all that sort of stuff. You also have traits, which um, traits are used in a couple of different ways. One of the common ways is that a level one trait can give you plus one die on uh, one roll once per session when it is relevant. So the Marines get the trait Ultimate Badass. Armed to the teeth and well-trained by the USCMC, you are the ultimate warfighter. But your bravado, overconfidence, and over-reliance on technology may lead to disaster when you realize you're not at the top of the food chain. You get a core-wise, wise, and um, level one benefit proficient with all infantry weapons, able to wear armor and helmets. Um, there's some, some stuff for what you should play depending on the size of the group. Um, a table for MOSs that basically gives you a skill that represents your particular field of skill um, based on what your um, occupational specialty is. Um, there's three questions that define your nature level as well as your traits. So the idea is that if you... Um, answer in a way that is consistent with the the nature that has already been listed, carousing, escaping, and griping. If you answer in a way that's consistent with that, your nature goes up by one. If you answer in a way inconsistent with that, you get a trait instead. Um, then we have backgrounds. Backgrounds give you a trait and a wise, and there are a bunch of them for all sorts of different kind of walks of life. Um, then a little bit of kind of personal information advancement. One of the cool things in this is that there's um, similar to the idea of uh, level titles. Obviously, the obvious the obvious kind of relationship to that in a game like this is rank. Um, and so your character will have a rank within the military as well as a level, and you'll um, get to get... Um, specific benefits from um, your your particular uh, level and rank and all that sort of stuff. Um, then we talked about food, water, ammunition. Um, and this is all this all has to do with the grind marines carry with them a canteen with two uses and rations with three uses um, as well as a number of other things they have the shoulder mounted lights like in the movie um, and ammunition in magazines each magazine has a certain number of uses based on the size of the the magazine um, and then once you're done with a magazine you toss it away and grab a new one um, and then we have in the PDF a whole bunch of different loadout character sheets that basically have all of the equipment that you would use as a, um, a, a character with that loadout already listed. And then you just fill in all of the stuff for your um, particular character 
on the character sheet. So there's a rifleman loadout, a smart gunner loadout, a comtech loadout, a corpsman loadout, scout sniper loadout, squad leader loadout. And all of these have slightly different equipment. Um, and then the idea is you fill in your character's name and background and class and rank and age and your wises and your traits and your fate and persona points and uh, mark your conditions and fill in your um, skill levels and your resources and circles and will and health and nature and all that sort of stuff. Um, basically, you fill in all of the particular information and this is what you can, you can totally play the game off of this character sheet. So if you're playing in person, you can just print out a couple of these character sheets and pass them around based on what loadout everybody is taking. Um, otherwise, if you're playing online, it's a little more difficult. Although I have been working on a modification to the base torchbearer sheet for roll 20 for this um, mode in particular, the, the Colonial Marines. Um, modified version of the game so i might share that at some point um anyway then we have descriptions of all of the weapons armor and gear there are a bunch of different um personal scale weapons and then anti-vehicular weapons and grenades and explosives uh, a couple of different types of armor and then a lot of different gear um this this section is all wearable gear, so it's things like um, combat boots and bandoliers and things like that. And then we've got all sorts of different gear that is used for um, in in the actual play of the game. Um, and then this gear is all based on your character's particular loadout. Um, you get a certain amount of gear. You also can get one personal item. Um, with an upgrade, you can take two personal items, and so those personal items could be could include um, a little bit of extra gear and all that sort of stuff. Then we have, and one of the things that I like with this, um, and one of the reasons that I'm working on the Roll20 sheet is because I think there's a actually a way to play this solo, um, and I, I would like to try that out. And part of the reason is that there's this kind of interesting... Um, mechanical stuff going on. Um, the the conflicts table is basically a table that describes um, what type of conflicts you might get into, and then uh, what to do to resolve the conflicts. So, for instance, um, if you're in a a kill conflict on the unit scale then you use it as attack soldier or gunner, defend with health, faint with soldier or gunner, and maneuver with health. And then you do minus one to this results table, which the results table is um, depending on what level of compromise you get. Um, you roll 2d6 and modify it by any... Um, any, any particular... Uh, die die modifiers and all that sort of stuff to get the particular results of what happened for that character or for the team so for instance on a um on a kill conflict where like i said you're using soldier or gunner for attack 
um, and faint and defend and maneuver use health. That applies a minus one to this results table, which is is nasty because that gets you closer to death destruction. Um, and then if you got a win, but with a major compromise, then each team member is going to roll 2d6 at minus one to figure out what their particular result is, which could be hypothetically vehicle or technology damage. That's sort of the best. You, if you rolled a 12, minus one would be 11. But if you rolled, you know, a three minus one down to a two, that's death destruction. That's your Marine got wiped out. Uh, got killed in the uh, the conflict. Anyway, then we have um, a uh, natural order thing. There's seven ranks to natural order, and natural order, like I said, defines who can interact with what. So rank two is human, civilians, and synthetics, whereas rank three is... Uh, colonial marines and xenomorph drones rank four gets up to xenomorph soldiers um predator clan leaders massive animals civilian vehicles and power loaders like the the walkie exoskeleton that ripley uses in aliens rank five xenomorph queens apcs drop ships rank six tanks and rank seven uh starships so yeah, um, the idea being that rank influences, rank determines, the, the natural order rank determines how a, a character or an object or a, a unit of soldiers or whatever can interact with, um, with the um, other things in the world, basically. So like I said, um, a rank three regular Marine um, cannot use a uh, kill on a xenomorph queen. They can use a drive off um, because a, the xenomorph queen is two ranks higher on the natural order. Um, and kill, you can only go kill up to one order higher, but drive off, you can go up to two higher. Um, anyway, so that is that. Then we have a skills, the all the skills listed out and basically what they do. Um, and it's a, you know, a list of here's how all of these different things work. Um, and what you what you are, are specifically using the skill for. Um, there's an APC character sheet here essentially. If you have a, um, if you want, and it's a, uh, I think it's designed more than anything as a model for how to model vehicles in the system. And then we have xenomorph sheets. Um, I, it doesn't say specifically, but this one, the top one, based on its numbers and its uh, description, seems to be a um, xenomorph drone versus the bottom one is a xenomorph warrior, I think is how they're classed. Xenomorph soldier is how they're classed. Um, Anyway, so um, that gives you an idea of how to use, that gives you stats for using Xenomorphs in your game, because of course we're playing Colonial Marines, so um, anyway.
Then we talk about phases. So basically, instead of going back to civilization, like in Torchbearer, you go back to base. And there's all of these kind of rules for how... Um, base go how base goes so there's random base events spend your checks secure non-personal weapons and vehicles level up strategize administrate and base phase so there's uh depending on the facilities of the base and all that sort of stuff you can um attempt to do different things and go through the uh life of a colonial marine outside of just shooting aliens um do uh and then there's some example uh bases and all of that and then there's rules for cryosleep and cryosleep of course is the when you um Get, get into the little pods and uh, go to sleep while the ship flies through space. Anyway, that's the uh, 23, 22 pages of content, I guess 21 pages of content plus a title page and a back page for the USCMC Field Operations Manual. Um, then there's also Civilian Rules, which Civilian Rules gives you a new class to play with and some new... Um, ways basically a whole set of different things to um model that class so depending on your particular um type of civilian you have all of these different things that um are essentially kind of how you start as a character and then there's some civilian nature items um some uh circles and resources information and loadouts for the different um, stuff here, similar to the marine sheets, basically gives you the uh, the stuff that you might need or might have as a civilian. Um, and then there's level benefits, um, like for the marines, so you can level up all the way up to level 10. Um, and then there's, you know civilian life stuff and civilian the civilian is civilians instead of using the military base they do something more like the torchbearer return to civilization thing is the idea um so there's some rules for modifying their return to civilization element um and yeah that is uh the extrasolar colonization administration handbook special contractors adds the mercenary and the human empath, the mercenary, is sort of like the marine, except they um, they have a little bit different. They're they're sort of like a blend between the marine and the civilian in that they um, have stuff like the marine and fight like the marine, but they um, use some of the civilian rules. So they don't they don't kind of interact with the military base and all that sort of stuff. They don't do all of that. They they just you know live out in space and try to find jobs to work and all that sort of stuff then we have the empath which is kind of a an unusual one they have um psi talents so they can do some um 
some cool stuff with psychic talents and um they're again a little they're they're sort of like well they're they're fairly civilian um but not uh not quite as well they're they're like a special civilian class essentially um in many ways and then finally we have synthetics who are their own class and have their own information for playing them for creating them um and they again work fairly similar to the civilian classes or the civilian class um but they have all sorts of cool stuff for being synthetic in particular synthetics do not experience the grind they don't they don't get worn down they do get damaged relatively easily so if they get injured they start taking serious penalties um and things like that but synthetics are um yeah if you want to play a um an artificial person a, a synthetic an android um you can do that in this system or you could create a an npc that's a synthetic or all that sort of stuff so yeah that is the four pdfs that are available on the website um you can download all of them for free again you do need the core torchbearer rules to actually play this uh system but even if you don't have those torchbearer rules you can totally um download these pdfs and just mine them for ideas because there's a bunch of kind of cool things and cool ideas in here in terms of um things to port into other games obviously there's also there's a number of other games that kind of fill the same uh niche there's there's an alien role-playing game by free Legion, as well as the um mothership rpg which is is great also space survival horror and all that sort of stuff um and then a couple of others i think there's a at least one powered by the apocalypse game that fits in there and you know, I'm sure there are others that I'm forgetting about, but this is sort of one option, and I am thinking about taking this out for a spin solo, um, making some marine characters, and then I've got an idea for essentially a, a procedural, um, uh, 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 sort of like a, a room crawl, I guess is what you would say. Um, like a dungeon crawl, except with just kind of in the room versus out of the room, instead of like moving on particular squares or anything like that. And um, some kind of procedural stuff for like you walk into a room, roll on a table to determine what's in the room, and um, go through it like that. So I think that is going to be everything for this video. So I hope you've enjoyed. If you have Torchbearer and have uh, tried this, have tried Torchbearer or tried the Colonial Marines version out, um, let me know how it went because I would be happy to hear about that. Um, otherwise, yeah, I will put a link to this stuff and a link to Torchbearer Drive Through RPG um, page in the description of the video and. Um, yeah, you can check it out there. So I guess that leaves us with the end of the episode. So if you want to get in contact with me, I'm at Cows from Powis on Twitter. I am on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Pelham's Wasteland. That's my podcast where I talk about all sorts of RPG-related things. And then obviously I'm here on YouTube, and you can leave a comment 
you leave a like and subscribe also if you're feeling like that that would be great too and yeah that is that so i've been arlen walker i've been live from pelham's wasteland and i will see you next time take care everybody